Hello, and welcome to another episode of All Fighters Follow Me, an Armchair Adventures podcast. I'm Moff Ted. And I'm Senator Faith. So we've, we're a little behind on this one. Uh, we got back two weeks ago from the home base games charity event held in Chicago, where we went down to visit, along with Andy and Ian. We all went and played some games of Armada, had a good time, and got to visit the Armada, communi- Armada community down there. Yeah, it was lots of fun. We got to meet a whole lot of other new players, and we got to have some pretty exciting games. So we were playing three rounds of a standard 400-point tournament, and I was flying my same list from the last tournament, actually. It was an Akbar list with a MiG-80, MiG-30 with external racks, and two... GR-75s for support, as well as Kanan, Hera, and three X-Wings for a small squadron ball. Yep, and I was also running the same list where I had my uh, Jerdrod um, interdictor targeting scramblers with ion cannon batteries, and then my Kuat with assault concussion missiles, boarding Vader, an Iden Versio Corvus, uh, one Comsnet Hondo Flotilla, a few TIE Fighters, and a couple Reserve Hangar decks. So, uh, my first round, I played against Chicago local Matt, who was playing a Piet Executor list with Harrow as backup for his uh, Star De- Super Star Destroyer, running Projection Experts, which I actually thought was very interesting. I have those on my Interdictor as well to support my Kuat. Um, that game... game came down a lot to my ISD and my interdictor being able to flank around and keep the Super Star Destroyer Executor between um, them and Harrow, so Harrow never got any meaningful shots off. And once I was able to remove uh, Damage Control Officer from his Super Star Destroyer with Vader, I was able to start laying in Assault Concussion Missile crits and Ion Cannon Battery crits with my Interdictor, so I was dealing extra shield damage, I was removing his token so he couldn't piet, and really just ended up being a, a rough match for him. But it, we both had a solid game, and we had a, had a good time in the end. And then your first round was? Mine was against Chris, and he was flying a Ravager SSD along with a Simon and... Jerrod Admiral. It was a pretty solid game. I, however, did not fly my ship super great, and I ended up getting my Mc80 trapped in front of the Ravager. But my Mc30 got away, so I wasn't completely tabled. Did you take his anything else done with you, or is it just the Simon? And oh yeah, he just had the Simon and the Super, didn't he? Mm-hmm. So yeah, kind of hard to get extra points out of a list that's all in a Star Destroyer, which used to be the toughest ship in the game, and a Super Star Destroyer, which is now arguably the toughest ship in the game. Yeah, it was rough. I did get some points in, and it was either from half damage to the SSD or from the objective. forget exactly which objective we were playing. Um, But... I had totally forgotten that you got half points for half damaging the SSD, which is nice, because if you have so many points, 
just racked up in the SSD, it's and it's so hard to kill. It's kind of hard to get that points balance in there. Yeah, I think that was a good choice on the developers' part when they where they actually if you get the superstars or below eleven hull, if it's a prototype or below what is it seventeen hull, if it's a um, executor class, then you do get half the points value. Base points value of a ship. It's sort of like if you would get uh, like a most wanted off or something like that, where you get half again the base points. It doesn't count the upgrades, but it does actually end up always being a, a significant chunk. So, mm -hmm. and then second round we actually ended up switching. <laughs> so I played Chris and Faith played Matt. So my second game I was going in and set up with Rift. Assault. Uh, I was ended up being second player and was able to get some of the obstacles in good places for me. I made a little line with the dust fields to try to block off his Simon for a little bit. Um, however, I did get in a in a jam early on where his super had a front arc on pretty much my whole fleet, and I. My interdictor took a pretty nasty hit early on. I think got dropped down to half hull, and then my raider got uh, roughed up a bit. And it was lo really looking like it wasn't going to be good for me at the beginning of the game, like round three. Um, but then he flew his Simon, got forced into a double arc from my Kuat, and got ripped up by that with assault concussion missiles hitting in. And then I had a couple TIE Fighters going in and finish it off. And then, again, I had the whole Darth Vader removing DCOs and Assault Concussion Missiles doing a bunch of extra damage to the Super. I did lose my Interdictor that match, as well as, I believe, most of my TIE Fighters, and got... But I, I ended up tabling them. I took out the Simon, and I ended up, I think, round six, really close to the end of the game, I was able to down his second super. I had a lot of shots at it at that point um, because I still had my Simon, I had my Raider drum, dump extracts into it. But yeah, it was I was really sweating towards the beginning and by the end of it I was pretty exhausted just trying to get myself out of the the rough start and ended up paying off really well for me. So I had fun. Mm -hmm. So and then I played against Matt second round and I was able to get a pretty close oh pretty close win with that just purely by killing Harrow. It was a pretty close game. Ultimately, I feel like it just kind of came down to who had better luck with the dice. Sure, just have a lot of strong positioning on both sides. No one's getting a, mm -hmm. a lot of clean shots, but then damage adding up. Yeah, and pretty much what saved me was... Uh, Having the McGady live. Oh, sure, yeah, being able to... And when you get your large ship to just kind of... I don't know if yours in this instance was kind of coasting by with a couple hull mm -hmm. left at the end of the game, but that can be a really uh, make-or-break part of a game. Mm-hmm. So, third round, I played against Mike B, and he was flying an ISD interdictor and some decimators and he was actually playing with mines 
which is one of the fun features that came out in Rebellion of the Rim. And those mines killed Admonition right off the bat. I He got a very good role with the mines, which I, I thought I was being clever by having Admo kind of come in fast and try to loop around and get the external racks, but I was not expecting the mines to hit as hard as they did. Yeah, they... The, the mines each roll two dice to the hull, and if they... And Admo managed to land on two of those. Yes, oh yeah, so he gets four blue dice, each has a three and four chance to damage. So it's it's not great, but it's not entirely unlikely to happen. Yeah, but he definitely had a list that was kind of geared towards putting me in an unfortunate position. Because he had mines, and those were controlling where I could land, or where I could deploy, and interdictor. To yeah. Was using the... graph shift rerouting? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I I wish I could remember his full list and everything he had on there, because he had a pretty good build. Yeah. Again, it, it did also end up rather close. I wasn't tabled. That was kind of my goal for the weekend. Don't get tabled. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> did you keep your MC-80 in there then? Yeah. Okay, that, oh, of course, because, yeah, because that's your only other ship, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, or non-flotilla ship, non-flotilla I should, ships, I should yes. say. So, Maybe so, lived. Yeah, and like we said uh, about the last last game, keeping your large ship in the game is a lot of points, usually. Um, and you had a, you probably had a, because he had decimators, so that was the first game where you actually had squadrons to go against, right? Yep, and <clears throat> they did a pretty good job Tying down my squadrons, but... Okay. I'm guessing he used uh, advanced transponder nets then, the new upgrade that makes it so heavy ships don't count as heavy anymore? Actually, I don't believe so. Okay. At least I don't remember it coming into play. I think we just... We're dogfighting it out. Brawl, brawled out in the squadron game? Mm-hmm. Okay. I actually, um, after two, tabling two, not tabling, but winning two 9-2 games, I ended up at top table for the first time in a large tournament, and I was really excited about that against Jerry. Um, And Jerry was running a Dodonna Yavaris bomber wing with uh, an MC-80, Nora, Nim, Jan, a Bigs Ball, I think he had a couple... Other Y-Wings. Oh, yeah, Gold Squadron in there. Um, kind of a standard, like, Nim, Nim Biggs, or Nora Biggs ball. Um, but, yeah, with Nim in there. And then Nim definitely came up in a, in a nasty way later. So I had set up... He chose to go first with my Rift Ambush. And Rift Ambush is really interesting because with the Gravity Rift in that one... If you navigate and end a maneuver ne- near it, it shunts you forward another uh, speed one maneuver with no uh, navigation if you're first player. Mm-hmm. But what he was able to do, he had uh, 
fighter coordination team on his MC-80, so he'd have his MC-80 land next to the station, or land near the, the rift, move a couple squadrons, and then move again and bump the squadrons again. So he actually got, I think, four free squadron maneuvers moves with his B-wings. So he pushed them up way faster than I was expecting with that trick. Um, That's pretty cool. It was really it was really bad for me. So I was expecting <laughs> to have a couple rounds of just having my TIE fighters deal with his uh, bigs and um, his X-wing and a couple of Y-wings. And then all of a sudden he has the other B-wings come in. So he got into position that he was able to tear my interdictor off the table, I think like round three or something. It was pretty early, and I was being really coy with my kuat. I had a, again, I was able to set up the dust fields in a way that I blocked off his MC-80, his defiance, and instead of just jumping on the defiance and destroying it with my kuat, which my kuat would have been pretty capable of doing, I decided to hang the kuat back and save it because I was worried about his squadrons coming in and uh, destroying me. So I ended up losing everything that game except for my raider, and the only thing I destroyed was Yavaris and a couple squadrons. So he he ended up beating me and won the tournament, uh, which was yeah it was a it was a game that you know he made some really solid plays. Um, he got a good Nim crit off on my interdictor and stripped my brace. Got some good double orcs off on me, um, and so yeah I. Or no, so yeah, I killed Yavaris, a couple squadrons, I want to say is Bright Hope. Got Corvus was able to, to take that out. Um, but yeah, I, I got my Interdictor killed early, then my Kuat I saved back, and when I did jump it in, my Interdictor was had been focused on by the squadron, so I was able to shift him over to the Kuat and start taking that down. Um, and between the Defiance and the Yavaris squads coming in, my, my Kuat folded pretty quick. So... Yeah, and so end of that, so Jerry took first, so having the first place guy be the only person I lost to didn't feel too bad. <laughs> I ended up taking fourth overall, which I was very happy with. It was a really strong uh, tournament as far as people that showed up. So we had, I mean, we had our contingent, we had a bunch of the Chicago guys, a couple guys from, I think, Indianapolis and things like that. So there was a, one from Iowa Oh, yeah, and then well. uh, Justin was, came, came over from Iowa. So yeah, and um, I know I had a lot of fun. It seemed like most of the other people got got to got to have a good time. They had some really great prizes, and I, it's definitely something I'm going to be looking forward uh, to next year if they run it again. Same. So since the tournament, we've gotten to play a game where we decided to try to experiment with some more of the fun stuff from Rebellion in the Rim. I played a list that I found online. I was going on the Armada Warlords list builder and I was kind of curious to see what some people had been coming up with for Rebellion in the Rim. For Specifically for new upgrades, not necessarily the campaign. Yeah, just with the new upgrades. And, and I found a list titled Rebel Fighters with Rebellion in the Rim for fun version two. Now, it didn't have an author on this list, but I did find another list that was similar, similar title, by a user, Lillian, and this one had uh, been modified from that. But it was a lot of fun to try out. It was 
a five activation list. It had Pelta, Corvette, Yavaris, and two flotillas and a bunch of squadrons. Yeah, I remember when we were getting the pieces out for it, it looked very Rebel Alliance. You know, you got your ragtag bunch of couple random combat ships and some, like, it was, a, what, two squadrons of fighters? Or I, w I would say two squadrons. You know, you had three each of B-wings and three each of X-wings and uh, Jan, mm -hmm. I recall. Yep. And so the rebelling in the rim things that were part of this list were... The GR-75s each had mines on them, and that was something that I really wanted to try out. But in the future, I'd probably not put mines on the flotillas again, because you really only get one each. And mines seems kind of like that one of those things where you either want to go big or go home. Having just one is... Or just two total. Or just two total, or pretty easy for other people to avoid. Yeah. I haven't really... I've, I've only really played it with against people who have lots of mines and it becomes a huge bother. Yeah, most most lists I've seen that have, at least in the competitive uh, games I've been in with them, it's usually like four or five mines on the table, and which you can get to pretty easily with a couple of large ships and maybe a small... Mm -hmm. um, anything with Four engineering pops out two mines, so that's really nice to be able to do. And then on the CR-90, that one had Jaina's Light and Ezra Bridger, so it was kind of like the ultimate obstacle mobile. Oh yeah, that's right, because you got your Jaina, so you can just ignore obstacles as far as landing and obstruction. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. Ezra to potentially move some of those obstacles around. Now, in the game we played, I didn't actually use Ezra. I kept saving him, waiting for, I don't know, kind of a perfect opportunity to throw an asteroid in your way or move something out of harm's reach, or out of reach, but that that's something I would play again just to kind of see what kind of fun scenarios... I could create with that. Sure. I'm not... And I think after our game, I, we were talking a little bit, and I was mentioning that Ezra seems like an odd choice on Jaina's, because Ezra's sort of a... Um, almost like a life vest or something like that against having a ship of yours land on an asteroid, and Jaina's is the one ship that never cares about that. Mm -hmm. um, and especially with... You know, like, I guess the... I suppose the CR-90 officer slot isn't usually that contested, so Ezra isn't terrible there. Um, it just seemed a little odd on something that's going to be more out on the flank, going to kind of sit out far with TRCs and just be pot-shotting your opponent, as opposed to something that might be a little more in the fight um, and being able to be in more directly denying your opponent's um, obstruction or maybe moving an asteroid in front of someone to planned on because um and one thing to remember is that when you move an obstacle you cannot place it under a ship that's already there and i'd have to check i don't think you can place it under squadrons either mm -hmm. but i'd have to review but i know for sure you can't like effects like ezra 
um, graph shift reroute, doomed station and navigational hazards. You cannot put an obstacle under a ship that's as it is. You can place it in front, but you can't overlap it. Um, and for objectives, this list features rift assault, rift ambush, and hyperspace migration. All three are Rebellion in the Rim uh, objectives. And we ended up playing Rift Ambush, which actually I really like as an objective. In that one, a uh, second player gets to lay out all of the obstacles. Um, no station, but two dust fields and the gravity rift. And I could see really playing that up in future lists. Especially with like a Akbar list where I want to be corralling you into yeah. a certain configuration so mm -hmm. I can get my best shots off. But for this one, I just tried to make it as problematic for you as possible. <laughs> yeah, you set up a kind of obnoxious uh, line of debris fields and asteroid fields, and the r gravity rift was right in the middle. And then you put mines in between where... Um, it was fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm just glad my flak shot on the one mine hit and destroyed it so my, uh, started, my victory didn't land on it. So my list uh, that I ended up playing into this was something that I made up just to try out the new um, Rebellion in the Rim upgrades. I played Harrow with Advanced Transponder Nets, Emperor Palpatine, who I haven't tried before, um, Tua for ECMs, and Hero, so I actually was able to take two extra upgrades. I was able to take engine techs and electronic countermeasures on a Hero. Ended up being a very expensive Victory Star Destroyer. Mm -hmm. um, and then I took... Oh, I also had Link Turbolaser Towers on that, plus two Architens um, with... Linked Turbolaser Towers and Expert Shield Techs. Linked Turbolaser Towers, and I think that was on your... Uh, your Yavaris had that as well yeah. in your list. Um, but that is, when you're attacking, you may reroll one red dice. And if you're attacking a squadron, if it's the first squadron in one of your uh, anti-squadron attacks out of that arc, you may add two dice of any color to the attack, but then you can't attack any other squadron. So it's basically like you got this field of squads coming in on our ship, and you have all your point defense guns, and you just say, all the point defense guns, blow that guy up. <laughs> we don't like that, that one X-Wing. That needs to go. So, you know, suddenly 12 laser cannons are shooting at one X-Wing, and it just gets popped. Which you definitely used on me. I used it a lot. Since you had so many squadrons, I got a lot of use out of the both the red dice reroll... Um, since the Architens were able to consistently get one or two shots around for a large portion of the game. Uh, plus, yeah, we had some good flak shots off. Then I had an Advanced Transponder Net Gazanti with uh, Commander Woldar, who is a Imperial officer that allows friendly squads within distance one to three to reroll one dice of any color when attacking an enemy squadron. And then I took for squadrons, two decimators, since I wanted to try those with advanced transponder net, um, which makes it so they can still block enemy squadrons from shooting my ships, even though they're heavy. And since they're eight hull and they're rogue and have pretty good attack, they're very reliable for that. 
I also tried out Hondo, who Hondo. is super fun in his squadron in the Slave One. And then I took Teltravera, who is the new jump master that has uh has he has escort as long as his one of his defense tokens is up, and if he discards a defense token he heals. So he's just really good at getting in the way um, and blocking other enemy squadrons from shooting your ships or uh, shooting your other priority squadrons. And for 17 points, he's, a, he's an excellent escort option. All of them were rogues, so I didn't have to throw any, any commands. So I ended up being uh, four ships, and they had... Yeah, we didn't play my, my objectives. We ended up playing your rift... Uh, Rift Ambush, which I enjoyed, and I definitely had a couple spots where my... Oh, actually, yeah, my Gazanti got stuck with the Rift Ambush ability, where it <laughs> moves you forward, so I got shunted forward to two extra maneuvers that I wasn't expecting and got my flotilla close range on one shot by Jane's Light, which was neat. It was delightful. I guess. What was it? Yeah, you rolled a double crit ack at close range and drew a structural on me. Yeah. Really neat. Because you were playing... I was playing Dodonna. You were playing Dodonna. Um, and his awful crit-choosing ability. It's a wonderful crit-choosing ability. Bane of my existence. I think was that the first three crits you drew on me were structurals, and then you drew the um, one that drops your engineering to half. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, I also drew one on you that... Uh, didn't allow you to change or reduce the yaw on your first. Play. Oh yeah, you dropped that on Harrow. Fortunately, I was Harrow, so I could add a couple extra clicks because I did almost actually end up running off the board um, at so the close. end there. Yeah, very, pretty close. Um, that would have won me the game. It would have. Hmm. <laughs> would it have? Because you didn't kill either of my Arcatens. Maybe. Blew up a couple of my squads. Yeah. I did end up losing, but I feel like I caused plenty of damage before. Yeah, you, you damaged all my ships a lot, but you didn't have enough focus on any one of them at any given time. Um, plus, when I popped X-Racks on my Victory Star Destroyer and put an accuracy and... 11 damage into your uh, Pelta and one-shot it, that was, that was pretty satisfying. I don't think I've been able to do that before to a, a Pelta. <laughs> that Pelta had a sad. He had a serious sad, even after the redirect. It was just like, well, shields are gone. Yeah. Really what I, I feel like helped you in that game was Palpatine. Oh, yeah, Palpatine was really strong. I was able to block braces and... Uh, Oh, I, I knocked the scatter off both of your Gazantes with, or yeah. your flotillas with that. Took a couple of your evades away later in the game. Yeah, because Palpatine's ability is kind of you choose a um, a defense token at the begin, start of the round. At the start yeah. of the round, and then if your opponent uses that token, um, it gets discarded. Yeah, yeah. When you spend a defense token and. When you're defending, mm -hmm. um, it gets discarded. And that includes, like, Jan Ors, we had, actually had an instance come up where I attacked on your X-Wings and you mm -hmm. braced with Jan Ors and ended up having to discard it. Or that. Um, 
And then, yeah, I think that was one of the only... I think that X-Wing was one of the only squads I ended up killing. I killed a couple of your X-Wings in Jan. Um, but all your B-Wings and stuff made it. And then, oh yeah, you had uh, All Fighters Follow Me yeah. in that list. And you were able to use that, which with three B-Wings... Was necessary. Was really helpful for you. Because B-Wings are notorious for having speed, too. They yeah. just doot-doot along. Yeah, they... they hit like a ton of bricks, especially with Yavaris. You did get two of them into the front arc of my Harrow and just ripped it from just about full to half hull in one in one set of B-Wing volleys. Oh yeah. Which wasn't great. Um, but yeah, I definitely had some fun and there's, there's a lot more stuff in Rebellion in the room I still want to try. I haven't tried out the other two okay. squadrons. Uh, I need to do a mine build. Because I believe those are pretty good on things like interdictors, which I like so much. So I want to try that out. Because interdictor, I think interdictor, if I put engineering teams on it, can get three mines. Ooh, that's too many mines. That's just the right amount of mines. Too many mines. Just the right amount. <laughs> Appreciable amount of mines. Um, raiders can take. Mines. Uh, raiders have an offensive retrofit, so I could pop it on there for an extra mine if I have some raiders in there. All kinds of options, yeah. Imperials are pretty spoiled as far as offensive retrofit ships go. Rebels have a, a moderate amount, but Imperials are just swimming in offensive retro. So I have a lot of a lot of ability to, to do a mine list, and I think that's more common in foreseeing Imperials with it because of that. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping to try out a few of the new titles, and I'd also like to try to do the Rex Kanan. Oh, yeah, the Rex Kanan combo is really nasty, so we'll have to give that a try soon, and we can talk about that later. Mm -hmm. um, oh, also, though, in the last couple weeks in Hollow Knight News, they previewed... The Starhawk. And also, on Monday, they previewed the Onager as well. Ooh. So, plus last Tuesday, they did a live stream of a game with Brooks and Michael, the... Brooks being the dev on the Onager and Starhawk we had on on episode 10, and then Michael being one of the other developers, played a game with the Starhawk versus the Onager and talked about their different rules interactions. Like, they talked about the new Salvo token, which lets, mm -hmm. when you get attacked, it's a defense token that you actually attack back with what sounds like your rear arc um, dice, and a bunch of interactions there, plus they added in the three titles... Unity, Amity, and Concord for the Starhawk, and then the, I forget the other two, I think it's Rakehell or Rakeheel or something weird like that. I remember it being Rake and then a aggressive sounding H word with L's in it. Um, <laughs> and then the other two titles for that, and they talked about how the, the Onager has its extra long range shot with its two super weapons. Um, options. I'd have to go reread the article, but they're up on uh, FFG, so definitely give those a look if you haven't yet. Yeah. I'm really kind of excited to see the Salvo token in action. Yeah, it looks like it should be interesting, and it's... I'm really interested to see how it is with uh, running against a list where you're outnumbered, where you get those extra shots that you wouldn't otherwise have. Mm -hmm. I think that'll be a helpful point to that token that you're just getting... It's 
it's that old like best defense is a good offense like oh i see you're hitting me i'm gonna just keep on hitting you even more mm-hmm. and i'm also just excited for rebels to finally have a beefy ship yeah i mean the the mc80h has always been a very durable ship and it hits hard but the starhawk is i think another another level yeah so right well that's all we have time for today be sure to follow us on Instagram at affm.official. Or you can find us on armchairadventures.com uh, where they post our podcast in iTunes and have links to our Podbean. So I'm Moff Ted. And I'm Senator Faith. May the Force be with you. We also have to do an episode where we talk about The Mandalorian. <laughs> I need to talk more about that show. I need to talk about it, too. Oh, my gosh. Just all the feelings. So many feelings. All the feelings. I want that rifle. I want that baby.